This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. March USDA supply demand update. USDA left the 2021 ending stocks projections unchanged from February for corn, soybeans, and wheat. They were 1.502 billion, 120 million, and 836 million bushels respectively. I'm not surprised as any changes would have been inconsequentially minor anyway. They need to see a little more fundamental flow before they revise projections. There was nothing bearish in the numbers offered. A bull market needs to be fed every day, so the lack of good news can be the same thing as bearish news short term. The USDA March balance sheet was identical to February's. The crush exports and in the case of corn feed use were all unchanged. One would think that they would just have well announced ahead of time that they would be making no revisions to the balance sheets. I mean, they did not go through the process and come up with the exact same numbers by coincidence. It was a decision not to go through the process. I believe that revisions to these balance sheets will come in subsequent reports. I think that corn exports are going to well exceed their 2.6 billion bushel forecast. The USDA chief economist confirmed that they will not make any changes to their estimate of Chinese buying interest until Beijing approves their tariff reduction quotas. Chinese commercials have made purchases prior to TRQ announcements, which is how they lead the markets and left USDA behind in their export projections. China bought the corn long before the USDA confirmed that they would do so in any report. USDA left their estimate of Chinese corn imports at 24 million and soybeans for 100 million metric ton. USDA has proven that their process for estimating Chinese demand is a lagging indicator. Do not read that as a forecast. The Chinese will own it before the USDA will add it to their estimate of Chinese demand. USDA cannot overstate it that way. USDA left their estimates for Brazilian and Argentine corn unchanged at 109 and 47 million metric tons. In this instance, it is too soon for them to assess the impact of the floods in Brazil and drought in Argentina, so why tweak the numbers just to be tweaking them? This could be extrapolated as to why they even bothered with this monthly report. The intended acreage and stocks numbers released at the end of the month will be vastly more important to the markets. We have outlined that the delayed planting of the safrina corn crop in Brazil in drought in Argentina can deduct a combined 8 to 9 million metric tons from their corn production, but that is a moving target, and USDA has no means to adjust their estimates midstream. Patience. The 120 million bushel rejected soybean carryover is close enough to be pipeline supply, so that means that everything left in farmers' bins has to be drawn into the market yet. Crushers and exporters need that supply in order to reach new crop which is a story in and of itself. There is no sign to me that end users have balked at current prices and made any decisions to contain their usage. That is the same for corn end users. These are tight carryovers, and this is a La Nina year where some kind of weather threat will almost be unavoidable. When USDA extrapolated carryovers using their estimate for 92 million acres of corn with 179.5 bushel per acre yield, They only increased the 2021-22 carryover by 50 million bushels. It was the same story, different verse for soybean stocks, with an increase of 25 million. Assuming significant expanded acreage and strong trend line yields, the increase in projected carryovers is little more than rounding errors. 
I have no interest in new crop sales yet. South American soybean crops are more advanced than in corn, and USDA added 1 million metric ton to Brazilian soybeans at 134, while taking 500,000 metric ton away from the Argentine soybean production at 47.5. The deluges that they are experiencing in Brazil should eliminate this change in protected production, while their reduction in Argentine soy production is just the first increment of others to come. USDA made no change to the net U.S. wheat balance sheet after balancing issues between wheat classes. They did reduce world wheat ending stocks from 304.2 to 301.2 million metric ton. There are agronomic issues in the Black Seas region, as well as in the United States and Canada with winter wheat. The La Nina should have both winter and spring wheat as the first U.S. crops that will be challenged. The underlying narrative is still strong, and next Monday funds will not be limited by position limits from adding longs as they are now. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.